What's up, family? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Faction, powered by Bonnerfide Radio. It's your man, GB. It's cold in most of these here United States, but it's always on fire right here at the Faction. And so we've got a lot to talk about relative to the world of pro wrestling. And of course, I'm never by myself. I've got my good brothers with me. Courtney Beard, what's up, brother? Salute, my people. We are all the way up, and you know what it is. It's literally me trying to hold my breath because y'all say I breathe too hard on the air. So allow me to go back into oxygenial hibernation. Oh, my gosh. What is wrong with you and, and your ability to breathe? Listen, man, you and Clack are at a respectable size. I am a little fluffier than most, so I get winded easier when doing a few different things. So God is working with me. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm working these things out. I'm trying to do a little cardio here and there. Okay. Well, definitely. If you, are, if you could lose weight by running your mouth, I'd be skinny. <laughs> <laughs> you and Paul Heyman. So, yeah. There you go. I get it. I get it. All right. Well, of course, hanging out with us today, he's back. It's the Clack Attack. Brandon Clack, what's up, brother? I am just here to, you know, I feel like each one of us should have some type of wrestling nickname. Ooh. You know, Brett the Hitman Hart. Okay. Uh, Shawn Michaels is Mr. WrestleMania, uh-huh. the immortal Hulk Hogan. I think Courtney should be Courtney the Big Bad Wolf Beard. <laughs> Why would you call me the big... And he puffs. (laughs) Or we could call him Courtney the Inhaler Beard. Wow. Listen, don't be be angry with me because I see the blessing in God's oxygen and I use more of it than y'all. Can we call him Courtney the Smoker? No, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Let's See, now, now first back. off, now you're going to have the people out here with these what? rumors, and that's the last what? thing I need when you tell Wait. the people I'm out here smoking Benson and Hurt. Wait, let me, let me pull that back, because somebody might, I don't want nobody to make up an elaborate story about that, oh. about how you Wait a minute. since the 70s. Uh, Wait a minute. <laughs> Which one is, is it Benson and, what's it called, Benson and what? I think it's Benson, Benson and, and Hodges, I think. But, Wait, what do you say? But I have to say that Benson or B at the beginning no, of that. No, B, like boy, Benson. Right. Benson, like B- the show. Benson, Benson and Hedges is what oh it's called by God. Philip Morris. Yeah, the Philip Morris I just, company. I just would like to be. I would like to debunk any rumor that might accidentally <laughs> be started. Courtney has never smoked a Black and Mild, a Mary Jane, a cigarette. No. Courtney, no. Courtney can't even smoke anybody on NBA 2K19. <laughs> Are you crazy? I'm about to start practicing, fam. That's this clack has a Courtney bunch of hitters. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Look, look, smoke chicken. Look, look, little known fact, I've never drank either. Not once. Yeah. I've never had a drink so in my you're, ball. You're pure as the driven snow, huh? Nah, some would say not so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask what they would say. I asked what you would say. <laughs> Then I'm gonna go with yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with yes. Ah uh, yes, as in Elder Daniel Bryan. Yes, you would, of course. Now, the next person's voice you're going to hear can't say that because he went to Bob Marley's uh, burial ground. GB, how Whoa. are you? Uh, <laughs> now I've never smoked a thing. No, no, no. But Mm-mm. did but but did you inhale the oxygen at Bob Marley? Well, here's the problem. Uh, you I junkie. walked. I walked in. So the deal is, we went to. 
Well, I've gone to a couple of Bob Marley spots. Uh, we went to the place where Bob Marley... So you're Marley, a junkie. No, I'm not a junkie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. When you go to Jamaica, Bob Marley's the biggest thing in Jamaica. So we went to uh, his uh, the place where he's buried, and I didn't realize that when you walked in, you would... I mean, like, it is reeking of, of marijuana. Like, reeking like... It's TB, were you high when you left? I was not, but I did stop breathing for a bit because it was a oh. lot. No, he was high. No, I wasn't. Was no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. Let me find out you just sold the station for a hundred dollars. Uh, no. <laughs> wow, Jesus! For a hit. Listen, when I was in Uganda, right, I was a king over there because I was giving out a little candy because they don't have a lot of candy. Okay. And the guy told me that he loves, man, I just love, you know, my favorite American food is. I said, what? He said, junkie food. I was thinking junkie food. So do you know what junkie, he meant junk food. Right. But he said junkie food. I said, I won't be giving you a spoon. Oh, my either. gosh. That's terrible. I mean, my, my first exposure to all that was my college roommate who the first day we were there told me that he would have me smoking by the end of our freshman year. That didn't work. But what was problematic... I was uncertain where that confessional was going. Well, no, what was problematic was uh, my college roommate um, would... You know, there are days I'd come home uh, or come back to the dorm and he would literally be, you know, rolling uh, a blunt or what have you. And all this was new to me. Or there, or my, my favorite part were the mornings, uh, like 2 or 3 in the morning, where I would wake up freezing cold because he had been out smoking and he was trying to get the smell out of the room so he's opening the windows in the middle of winter Jeez, so that the, because you know if if they found that type of thing and we were in the honors dorm you'd get kicked out of the honors dorm and so uh yeah I wasn't trying to go for that so yeah clack was anybody smoking at valor do you think anybody has ever smoked on the campus of valor i'm sorry i didn't hear you do, do, do you think anybody has ever smoked on the campus of Valor? No, definitely not. All right, just want to make sure. Oh, that's funny. The, gr the ground will start rumbling. I'm sure. I don't know. Can, can Clack not hear us? What's happening? I don't know. I don't know. He's like delayed. Yeah, He's delayed. Delayed and apparently denied as well. What in the world? I don't know what's happening well, I, over there. I, yeah. I can hear you all. I, I told you no. Uh, Oh, he just wasn't responding. Oh, okay. Got oh, you. that's that's the only word. How is the... no not a response anymore? It, it's not an adequate response for a podcast. You're supposed to elaborate more. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know how to elaborate on a no. No, I don't believe that's happened. No. Well, you just did it. No, I don't believe that's happened. That's a complete statement. Look at you. You overcame. You thought you oh had limits and you broke God, them right now. That's... Here's the problem with struggling to breathe. You lose oxygen <laughs> to the brain. And, and your stomach has stolen all the oxygen that your brain can have. Wow. I'd like to let you, I'd like for you to know that what I have is called several reserve tanks. So don't be what? mad that my reserve is always filled in case the apocalypse hits. Guess who's going to still be here? Your boy. <laughs> So with that said, hey, the last time we were together, uh, we had an exclusive podcast episode. In fact, I got to shout out one of our followers. I hope he doesn't mind me doing this. Mark Graham, who uh, is out of VA, and he hit me because he was like, wait a minute. Was this last episode the same thing that you guys did last week? I'm like, no, it's not. So in case you're only following what we do on Wednesdays, we've got a great podcast. 
And the podcast has a lot of exclusive content, including content that we dropped this past Monday where we gave you our fresh thoughts right off of the heels of Royal Rumble weekend. So go back, check it out. It's available uh, on iTunes, Google Play, and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we are now in the road to WrestleMania. and We've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Courtney, tell them what's up for today's show. Well, it's not Psalm 150, it's episode 150 of the faction right here on Bonafide Radio. We're going to kick things off with a little bit of Royal Rumble. That's right. There wasn't just a fallout. There was a blackout. Mm. And then WWE Raw and SmackDown. And there is a new United States Heavyweight Champion. Guess what? You're listening to the faction on Bonafide Radio. Get ready to catch your best friend Balor's theme song by CFO. You heard me. Catch your breath. CFO Finn Balor. You're listening to the Faction of Bonafide Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Yo, 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 it's your boy JTG, a.k.a. the author of Dan White I Write This Book 2, How to Play the Game, and you are listening to the Faction on Bonafide Radio. Cheer.
are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction powered by Bonafide Radio. And you were just listening to, um, hey, bro, Matt Riddle's theme. You know what? Let me just uh, let me just tell him the devil. In our downtime, as we are transitioning in between shows, Courtney tries to throw off every time I have to do a song. And every time he mentions those stupid other songs, it messes me up in front of everyone. I just wanted to expose you in front of everybody also. GP, give us wrestling news. Wow. And, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't we think were, I've ever done that. I think I, we I were listening I don't to think I've ever done that. Oh, God. CFO's, uh... You know, uh, now GB yeah, doesn't Finn, know it. No, Shoot, it's the Finn Balor song. Here's the, the deal, though. You want the valedictorian off? Oh gosh. Well, let's let's talk about this since we're talking about Royal Rumble. As of course, the road to WrestleMania has begun. There's still more fallout coming from the Royal Rumble. When we talked on Monday, we talked kind of surface about some of the things that we saw. But of course, as the days have progressed, some very interesting things have come out surrounding the Royal Rumble. That has caused people to ask a lot of questions. And so us being us, we've got to raise this question. Uh, On Twitter, a gentleman named Scott Heisel, uh, he put out uh, a couple of posts that has a lot of people talking. Here's what he said. Uh, He was saying the the fastest eliminated competitors in the Royal Rumble match went as follows. Jinder Mahal, who was there for 29 seconds. Bobby Lashley, who was in for 15 seconds. Titus O'Neil was in for five seconds. Xavier Woods was in for three seconds. And No Way Jose was in for two seconds. It was a combined 54 seconds of ring time. Not just for anybody, but for five people of color. He continued to say that no black male competitor in the Royal Rumble match even made it 10 minutes in the ring. Apollo Crews was there for 5 minutes and 47 seconds. Big E was in for 6 minutes. Kofi Kingston was in for 8 minutes and 53 seconds. And of all people, Shelton Benjamin was there for 9 minutes and 21 seconds. And then if you talk about the fewest eliminations, Baron Corbin had two eliminations. Kurt Hawkins had one elimination and all seven Black male competitors combined totaled, get this, wait for it, zero eliminations. 2019, the plight of the black wrestler. Is this all coincidence? Uh, Are we making much ado about nothing? Or is there really something to this? Clack, since we've yet to hear anything from you uh, relative to the Royal Rumble, share your thoughts on this. Are we looking at uh, a serious issue with African American wrestlers in the WWE. I don't think so. Of course, you I don't think, think so. I think right now people are sensitive, uh, quote unquote woke, uh, ready to pull the sheets and the covers off of any and everything. I don't think that it's fair that we not recognize that the African-American population in this particular organization is very low. So just at the odds, we can see that the odds and the percentages, don't scratch your dreads, that the odds and the percentages aren't in our favor. And I don't even, I hate that I'm even the one to outline this 
because now it looks like like I'm anti-black and I'm not. I'm just saying the odds and the perspective. Uh, never mind. I just I can't go any further. Me I mean, stop. your explanation right now pretty much explains everything in the United States. After all, us as African-American people only make up 12 percent of the uh, U.S. population. So in that case, based on your argument, pretty much we shouldn't expect much of anything since we're not, you know, that well populated in the country. Just based on your so, argument. Well, since you took it that way. I mean, that's uh, what you're saying. I'm saying that about an isolated company that is not the home of the free and the land of the brave. Or the land of the free and home of the brave? (laughs) (laughs) See what happens? (laughs) Oh, this is this is spicy. Spicy. Uh Courtney, I know you have something to say about this. Well, this is exactly what I'd expect from Brandon Jerome Clack and Jay Stairs for racist. Um, I'd expect this from him because, because there's always that one who feels like the black folks are crying wolf too loud. They had him doing Malcolm X. They had him doing Martin Luther King. They had him doing Stokely Carmichael. Had him doing Angela Davis. Had him in the 80s while Jesse Jackson was running. They had him during the Barack Obama era, and they certainly have them now today. And there are those people that say that the black folks are crying too much. Well, guess what? You cannot talk about numbers nor deny numbers. These numbers are pathetic. And then you take into account that our truth doesn't even make it into the ring. Yet, once this came out, they give our truth the belt the next day to appease us as if we can't see that type of dog whistle coming from a mile away. Here is the truth. I'm not saying that the people in the back were racist, and I'm not saying that they are racist, but I'm definitely saying that they have a biased viewpoint that does not allow them to see value in a person. So if I don't like Chinese food, and I don't see the value in Chinese food, then I probably won't have any Chinese cuisine at some of my meals, because I have no value for it. But actually, I do have value for it, so it's something that is on my roster when I go looking for food. So when they look at these wrestlers, they don't see them as valuable because they aren't in their lens of perspective. I think it is rude. I think it is long overdue that these things change. And in 2019, we still shouldn't be arguing about race. Hmm. Clack, would you like to respond to that? He has nothing to say because he himself is a racist. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, for the first time. No, wait, take the sheet off so we can hear you. Come loud. I, Go ahead. I think that I have seen the light about you two. I see where we differ. I see where we probably won't ever see eye to eye. I think the truth of the matter is you all struggle to see (laughs) that if there is a talent deficit then there doesn't have to be equality in a competitive sport please let him finish finish. here is the truth our truth is not Daniel Bryan that doesn't mean Vince McMahon or myself are racist Do you think that the talent spectrum is the same for Seth Rollins and R-Truth? Okay, so you really... Should they both be able to eat at Denny's at midnight? Sure, yes. I'm just talking about talent. And I I think I get it now. 
I think because I'm a bit more athletic than the two of you oh. in a sports contest. Oh. First that, off, I will murder you in a competitive eating contest. <laughs> my, my, my point is, I went to an all-white school, right, growing up. Ask me if I ever got benched because I was black. Or ask me if I was always the leading scorer on every team I played on. Were you? What do you think? Yes, because Negroes always get the ball first in basketball. My, but my point is, listen to me. In wrestling, if it, we're considering this a sport, right? If sports in this particular wrestling context, if you can look at our troops' body of work in comparison, just athletically, in comparison to Seth Rollins' body of work, dude, are you all telling me that they are the same caliber? Of wrestler, let's start here. Let's start here because you just no. I just want that question answered, and then you can deflect and go on your rabbit trail. Well, first of all, there's not a deflection. I'm about to answer your direct question. I do. I do. I think. I think it's based upon who's getting the opportunity. First of all, our truth, our truth has been wrestling almost as long as Seth Rollins has been alive. Let's start there, okay? So with that said, you're talking about our truth who has seen multiple phases of the pro wrestling industry from the late 90s and early 2000s to, of course, becoming the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, which nobody still wants to talk about, but he was. Then we went from there to, of course, his time with the Road Dog and the things that he's done on his own. And let's not forget... 2012 2013 this guy was main eventing okay teaming with the miz here's what i'm saying to you relative to whether the two are equal if you don't think they're equal so you mean to tell me a bobby lashley a former world's champion and an mma superstar is worth 15 seconds in the royal rumble you're telling me a kofi kingston who absolutely should have been a world champion 2004, 2005, mm-hmm. 2006. That's 15 you years ago. No, 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 no. Listen to me. Right now. Wait, wait. And you know what? You know why that would mean? That would be, and I take it back. Kofi Kingston joined us 2008, 2009. All right. But here's the deal with Kofi Kingston. It'd be different if Kofi Kingston right now was just sitting back and not accomplishing something. He has held the WWE Tag Team Championship longer than any other wrestler alive. His combined reigns. Couple that with the fact that he is part one-third of one of the hottest selling merch groups in WWE, period. And has been for the last couple of years. Kofi Kingston is no slouch. Big E was the second NXT champion, and who did he defeat? Your beloved Seth Rollins. Here's what I'm saying. I got a question. Kofi Kingston, highest selling merch. Was he doing that when he was a singles competitor? He did that as part of the New Day. Right. So because he did it a part of a group, and he has proven that as a singles competitor, he could not have those type of money markers. Why would I put the strap on him wow. based off of the color of his skin? Need I remind you that the same Kofi Kingston actually battled for the World Heavyweight, excuse me, for the WWE Championship against Randy Orton at oh. the Royal Rumble. So he was good enough to be in the main event. How long was, ago was that? Uh, this was 2009, 2010. I have heard you both lament about your disappointments in Bobby Lashley 
as a competitor, not Booking. as not as writing. Booking. I heard you all lament at the steam slowing down of the new day. Booking. All I'm saying is, is it possible that it's yeah. not because they're happy? You are You're the same guy who would then sit up and say, if we as a tandem were overlooked to be a part of a great wrestling organization, that maybe we weren't good enough. And you know good and well that we are better than virtually every podcast that's out there in the world of pro wrestling, and I'll put us up against anybody. My point well, is you cannot ignore the fact that you have some top-tier athletes. Let's go back and talk about Apollo Jimmy, did Cruz. you say we're overlooked because we're African-Americans? What is I'm that what say- you were saying? What I am saying is if you put us up against any of these other podcasts and we aren't considered, that cannot be right. denied. So, GB, that's not being overlooked. That's just lack of exposure. You, no, no, what no, 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 what no, you, no, 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 no. What you're I, saying is, you know, is that if oh we get on God. the same platform oh as someone else, we have to be invited to that platform. Are you saying we're being blackballed? What I, I'm no, saying not enough what people know I that we're doing it. What I said was if you put all of us in the same spot and they're making a choice and someone gets chosen over us, knowing how great we are, then the reality is somebody's got to ask the question. But, GB, that hasn't even happened. Okay. It's a hypothetical. You, you, you want to know what actually has happened? Of There's a guy named Apollo Cruz who absolutely tore the house down in NXT. He was a huge independent prospect and even earned himself a title match against Finn Balor while both of them were super hot in NXT. He comes to WWE and all of a sudden he can't cut the mustard, but here's what he is good for and here's what Kofi Kingston is good for. Our good guys are good for highlight reels. It's what Naomi is good for. They're all good for highlight reels, but you don't seem to be able able to trust any of them and this is where it's problematic you mean to tell me in the 56 year history of the wwe only two men of color were worthy of holding the championship you you want to tell me that you want to tell your, me that it's a ta- your, so, your selective words selective and are, one of them pay- didn't even self-identify worthy, as black worthy worthy so you mean to tell me that the selection of the word worthy. So really what the truth is, is, is now I'm wondering with your convictions, why even watch? Take your sweat off, take your sweatshirt off, right? They're racist. And with your core convictions, why do you spend hard earned money tuning into something that you believe as a conspiracy to never let you in? You know why? It's the same reason I keep going to work. It's the same reason why I participate in the election you work process. For it's the same. You know why I work for myself? Because I decided to do this on my own and not have to worry about somebody. Now, the reality of it is, if we got enough people to form their own company, oh wait a minute, we do. It's something we call all elite wrestling, which you don't want anything to do with because it's not WWE. I am curious to see how quickly they will give you an African-American champion. Well, because clearly you're not going to walk away from them. You'll just stew privately and angrily saying that you've been blackballed, but still give your money to it like you do WWE. God, you know what? Why still watch? I'm I'm just I'll jump in and say this. I think that they really dropped the ball here and I think that they really need to 
do better, do their due diligence of honoring people. You cannot have a guy like a Bobby Lashley who everybody wants to see fight Brock Lesnar and not give us Brock Lesnar. Here's the reason why. The UFC would give it to us yesterday. The UFC would give it to us yesterday. But Vince McMahon is antiquated in this area of giving us, I mean, the man threw a belt at Vince. And he still says, run my company. He sure did. Now, do you think, now, Titus O'Neil just grabbed him by the arm and, and he got, got suspended. suspended. Hello. Now, let's talk about that. Talk about the so equity in that. my question is, because I, I, saw, I saw where I heard that that was a work. Well, what was a work? The work? The belt. I'm just oh telling you what I read. God. I'm just telling you what I read. <laughs> I lied. What about work. what you I'm saw? Asking. Say it again. What about what you saw? <laughs> You and when Vince called him an, and, and, and Vince, Vince called, called him an a hole, that wasn't Mister McMahon. That wasn't Mister McMahon. That was Vince. And how I know it wasn't the work is because Seth Rollins didn't look at Brock because he didn't want that work. The whole room got quiet. <laughs> if anybody had tried to, if anybody had tried to body Brock Lesnar in that moment, he'd have beat the snot out of him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not a work. I didn't know if it was a work or not. That was a question. But but see. That's what happens when you live on the edge. One question will light you on fire. But I, I'm really curious. I am, and I'll never get it. I'll never get an answer. I don't know why the two of you still watch. You know why I watch. You know why I watch. I watch. I watch because I still live in America, don't I? I still participate in ministry, don't Which I? Which was the point I mean, that we were trying to get to. Exactly. Just because you see bias does not mean that you hit the eject button. You use your voice. You use your platform to make a difference for the future. So that Courtney, way these same mistakes are. Living in America is much different than oh your choice God. to watch wrestling. Wow. It's very much so, is it? I'm an American. Wow. I can go to any no, no, country I want about to. Choices. I'm just talking about your choices. What's no, more even ministry. You? No, no, no. What's more beneficial for you and Q? For you to, to live in Switzerland? watching wrestling every week? Or to live, to live in, in Switzerland? To live in Switzerland? Or to live in Canada I, I, I'm, where I'm there's free health care? I'm you a, a very isolated question. To What's live in South benefit? Africa? <laughs> okay, you're just not going to answer These are my answers To live in Uganda Courtney You mean to tell me That living in America For you Is equally as benefiting as watching Monday Night Raw It is Okay 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 Clack, see, see, Clack, Clack's eyes. See, remember, this is the same man who will, if if, if you let him, he'll say that Hogan didn't say the N word. I didn't say that. He but you would. But you would. Why? How can you say, but I would if I never have? But you would. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Well, there's, now, there's no, this you're, show so you're is angry bad. with me because I won't hold bitterness in my heart. Oh, oh God! That, don't tell oh, the that, people that, that I'm what angry. We're, That's, oh, we're not, oh, we're not oh, angry. Oh, you're, we're passionate. You're trying to misalign the viewpoint of the of the listeners. Oh, oh, you, but I'm saying I didn't say Hulk Hogan was wrong. You didn't he say he was wrong. wrong. He, I didn't say he wasn't wrong. He was wrong for saying that. I did. You, do, do, do you think he was in his heart? Angry. Do, do, Let do, me ask do, you, do, how long should I stay angry with him? With Hogan? Yeah. Tell me how long. No, you, you, you aren't obligated to stay angry with him. You're obligated to forgive. 
but you're also obligated to help him right the wrong like Mark Henry's trying to do. Mm-hmm. I agreed with Mark Henry. I asked the question. You told Remember? us you disagreed with Henry. <laughs> that's not true. Go to I break, DB. Oh, my Go to God. break. Boy, Clack well, has lost his this, mind. This this show has really taken quite the turn. Clack, uh, Clack I, has I, lost his mind. I had a couple of other things I wanted to cover in this segment, but you know. Well, you might as uh, well talk about the blackout now, since we're talking about other. Well, kind of this blackout. is this is the blackout. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll move to this very quickly, and then Clack we'll run wants to break. a Negro less promotion. Um, that is not one true. of the things that happened on Monday Night Raw. It certainly seemed like Dean Ambrose was prepared to tell us something. Uh, we would find out later on that, uh, according to Newsweek and several other sources, uh, that Dean Ambrose has chosen not to renew his contract in April, and uh, he will be leaving WWE. In fact, WWE has gone so far as to already wish him, uh, you know, the best in all of his future endeavors, which is a little odd that it happens this early before contracts are up. Um, thoughts on Dean Ambrose leaving WWE? Chris Jericho is killing the roster. He's making these phone calls. If this were the NBA, this would be collusion, collusion, collusion. Chris Jericho's calling these guys and saying, guys, there's so much money over here at AEW, and there's not a tough work schedule. These guys are going where they can work and do what they like and make their money and go home. Dean Ambrose is running to AEW, but he may do New Japan first. He may do ROH. This brother's getting his money. Well, I've heard that Dean Ambrose, and speaking of getting his money, lives a very modest lifestyle, so he's not he's not hard up for money, which means well, he, he looks like he's, he doesn't necessarily have to go to another wrestling company right now. He's like he's very modest in how often he takes showers, too. Well, he, he yeah. apparently is very modest. Uh, Clack, your thoughts on... Uh, the departure or the impending departure of Dean Ambrose. I'm actually happy about it. I've never really been a big Dean Ambrose fan. Uh, I haven't really found much value in what he brings uh, to my entertainment value. So uh, I I don't feel like I'm going to miss him at all. He was injured for a while. He came back seemingly sparingly, tried to start an event with uh, or a feud with Seth Rollins that I felt like we had already seen with played out through Roman Reigns. So I, I don't think I'm going to miss him at all. I don't feel like it really hurts the company one bit. I'll say this much, that certainly when I saw him Monday night, and I mean, even last week when we talked about Dean Ambrose, he, he was just not getting a great response. And when we saw him Monday night, it certainly just felt like he was mailing it in. Uh, it really felt like he was already in that, you know, lame duck phase of his uh, career. And so I hope for him that, you know, if he chooses to land somewhere else, that it ends up being, you know, what he needs in terms of being uh, an interested party. He didn't like where things were going. We don't like where things are going. So I don't know that we'll necessarily miss Dean Ambrose, but uh, certainly we do wish him well in all of his future endeavors. All right. When we come back, uh, we've got the Raw recap. Uh, The first Raw in route to WrestleMania was very interesting. We've got that coming, and we've got the uh, SmackDown recap coming as well. But right now, let's go to some music. Our first time airing this here on The Faction. It's one of my new favorite theme songs from another NXT standout, Matt Riddle. It's his theme song. It's called Hey Bro. You've got it locked to The Faction, powered by Bonnerfied Radio. It's me, DDP. The king about a bing, 
the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's not a bad thing. That, my friend, is a good thing. Bang! Bro.
And now an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen. Look, everyone. Belle and Ebenezer are in love. No, silly. Haina's in the building. <laughs> you can now listen to Bonafide Radio, courtesy of our new mobile app. Available for the iPod, iPad, and iPhone. Come on, you can do Find it. Find out the latest news, check out our podcast, or listen to us live. Listen. Right now on your phone. Oh, yeah. Download the app today via the iTunes App Store by searching for Bonafide Radio or at iPhone.bonafideradio.com. I'm living in that 21st century. We got something to say. Listen. Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Yeah. Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan. Can't wait. We will gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner. This is so gnarly. For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click advertise uh-huh. or email us directly at sales at getbonafide.com. I know you're going to dig this. We are the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. And you were just listening to Hey Bro, that's Matt Riddle's theme music by CFO. Courtney, give us the raw recap. WWE Raw was live from the Talking Stick Resort Arena in Phoenix, Arizona, and things kicked off great with Seth Rollins coming in the ring and having a whole lot to say before Triple H joined him and said, this is your moment. Former brother Dean Ambrose came out and decided he wanted to talk a little bit. And Triple H said, you guys are in a match. Seth Rollins defeated Dean Ambrose. Carrying the way of the world, Nia Jackson and Tamina defeated Alexa Bliss and Mickey James to qualify for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship Elimination Chamber match. Baron Corbin defeated Kurt Angle. Intercontinental Champion Bobby Lashley confronted Finn Balor and the Revival defeated Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Double J, Jeff Jarrett, and the Road Dog came out and cut a promo and confronted Elijah. He even sang for us a little bit before he got, as they say in the hood, mollywhopped with the guitar. Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan defeated Natalia and Dana Brooks to qualify the, for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship Elimination Chamber match. Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey defeated Bailey in an open challenge, but then the man, Bobby, I'm sorry, Becky Lynch, challenged Ronnie, as she called her, to a Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania, to which Ronda Rousey tried to respond, but the crowd said, boo, and they continued to boo. Braun Strowman defeated Drew McIntyre via DQ, and Seth freaking Rollins challenged Brock Lesnar to a Universal Championship match at WrestleMania, to which the Beast came out and F5'd him into oblivion. Guys, what did you think of Monday Night Raw? Well, first of all, what I think is that uh, I was so glad that you're finally done talking. <gasps> finally. Finally. And we can hear somebody besides Courtney Beard. We want to we hear GB. We want to hear the one and only Brandon Clack. What we don't want to hear is some fake Prince Slayer that I've been trying to get a hold of for months since 2018. I invaded you and you didn't want to respond. So here I am. There's a recap. This is exciting because I've always, no, this is exciting. 
because I've always wanted to talk to a low-budget Leo Rush. Welcome oh, wow. to the show, wow. low-budget Leo Rush. Now, I know that well, you have well, a lot well, to well. say, so jump on into it, Mr. Prince Three Through. Well, un uh, unfortunately, I was not able to be a part of the conversation with Mark Henry, so I'll talk to his stunt double. Um, <laughs> This is bigger than 2001 Invasion. First of all, GB, how are you doing? I'm, I'm well. How are you, Good, man? Clack, how are you doing, man? Prince, I, I cannot believe this. Yeah! You about the Royal Rumble entry that no one saw coming. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is what the people want. Wow. So we got to get it to them. Prince, Prince, let, 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 let me help you. This is actually a show for entertainment value, so go ahead and do your talking so that way people can be entertained, not all this welcome and welcome to welcome. People, they listen to our show to be entertained. So what would you like to say? Well, if it's an entertainment show, why are you on there? Because people <laughs> tune in every week to get a shot of me. We tune in every week to get a shot of GB or Clack and their intelligence, not the things that you spew out of your mouth that's false doctrine. Well, tell me this, let's start here then. What did you think of Monday Night Raw? I thought Monday Night Raw. It doesn't matter what you think about Monday Night Raw. <laughs> See, if you were a true wrestling fan, you'd have saw that chair shot coming from a mile away. But as you were, well, 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 well. First of all, it, it wasn't a chair shot. It was more like this fake candlestick shot that you threw. Here's my situation with Monday Night Raw. Um, can, Jimmy, can we start with Ambrose? Sir, it's entertainment value. Start where you were about Monday Night Raw. I want to start with Ambrose. Thank you. Um, I think Ambrose should leave. I think he should leave so he can reinvent himself. There's WWE, Clack, you're going to love this. Back in the 90s during the oh, Attitude Era. Oh, no. Uh, absolutely not. We could talk about WCW, but they're not relevant anymore. Here's the point. Um, Ambrose needs to leave. He needs to be the new Y2J. He needs to reinvent himself. Nobody did it better than Y2J. Think about it. When he went to WCW, he started doing the 1004 armbar hole with Dean Malenko. And, and, and he, he went to ECW before, uh, kind of after and before, in between that area, started doing the Lionheart. When he got done, he went to WWE. He did the countdown into the Millennium Man. 2001, he won the Undisputed title. We started seeing Hill, Jericho. Uh, he won World Heavyweight Championships, changed his persona. Now we've seen him at New Japan, changed his persona again. This is what Ambrose needs. And the reason why I'm saying this is because creative in WWE is trash right now. And I'm a, one of the biggest WWE marks there is. But creative is trash. They're not doing a great job writing him. If he decides to stay, which GB said this on Monday, he talked about people think that this is a work. I, in a sense, could believe that because uh, he's got Renee involved. She's on, on Instagram. She, she said that, uh, do what you love. The world is yours. I think that Ambrose needs to leave. Now, does he go to All Elite Wrestling? I don't necessarily believe that. Here's why I don't believe that, Courtney. Jericho said that All Elite Wrestling is only looking for six to eight talents. He tweeted that on, uh, I want to say, Monday night. Chris Jericho said that? Chris Jericho, he tweeted it on Monday night. Oh, great. I didn't know they hired him as head of talent relations. Keep going. 
Wow. Well, he left. He's probably the biggest thing in, 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 in wrestling as he is right now. Kind of like myself. Here's <laughs> my point. Ambrose needs to leave. He needs to reinvent himself. You know what, Prince? I'm so glad you said all those things. The one thing that we figured out and you're talking is that you're double-minded. I'll go back to some tweets you made in 2014. August 18, 2014, you said <laughs> Dean Ambrose is killing right now. But then October 13th, you came back and said, not big on Dean Ambrose. Wish Brian Pillman were here. Do you also miss wish that Ronald McDonald were here? As well? You got to choose what side you're on. Do you want Dean Ambrose in WWE or do you not? Or should we take it to Chris Jericho, who's now head of talent relations for AEW? Prince, catch up. Catch your breath. This is a show. Man up. Beard, here's my situation with you. You throw all of this, this shots at me and, and say all of these things at me and want to go one-on-one with the great one and want to salute. Here's my point. Ambrose needs to leave. It's not a money situation. It's a creative situation. That is what's going on with WWE. Creative in WWE is trash. And you know it. I'm not, listen, I'm not disagreeing with you. So allow me to help. I'm going to come down to where you are. I'm going to talk a little slower. I agree. Creative sucks. See what happened? We just lost 2,000 listeners right there. We just lost 2,000 listeners. I totally agree. Creative isn't a bad place. Thank you. So let's move on and let's make Ambrose. Oh, and all elite wrestling. Let him go to New Japan for crying out loud. Let him go to so be- MLW. Let so because this is a podcast, so he can stay here if he like. But because this is a podcast where we entertain our listeners, I'll go back to the original question of which I was asking, which is what did you think about Monday Night Raw? It's better than hearing you talk. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't watch Monday Night Raw? Absolutely, I watched it. Then what did you think? The people, the millions and millions are listening and in attendance right now. They're wondering, what is Prince 3Q going to say about Monday Night Raw? And even though he's been asked the question three times, he's never answered. Did he even watch it? I did answer. I said it was better than hearing you talk. I did watch it. I think that uh, Becky Lynch, I don't, I don't like the way in which they're putting Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. I delete this like man right now. Delete this man right now like because. I'm going to tell you why, Courtney. Because there's too much unfinished business. She just lost to Oscar. Why not go back to SmackDown and try and get that title back? Or, as we've seen on Tuesday night, Charlotte came out. Charlie got molly whopped in the face, but sucker punch. But nonetheless, there's still heat right there going on. There's too much. And the build that they do that they're doing with this Rhonda and Becky, it, it to me, it could have been better. Let's wait. What? Let's have what? You I clearly didn't watch Monday Night Raw. I did you did. not see the place? Did you not I hear the booze? I seen it and what I What are you Why talking about? Wait. Why not build it up even the more? Why do we have to have a decision for her right then and there? Why not go and try and do unfinished business with what you had on SmackDown with Charlotte? With uh, you tapped out to Oscar at the Rumble. You tapped out, and then oh. you want to come on Raw and go at at, at Ronda Rousey? 
stop it. It's one of the greatest storylines we've had in the last two years. And you want to talk about Clack? Clack loves a good storyline. You want to talk about GB? GB and I were texting, talking about what they were bullying. Sir, were you watching Monday Night Raw or were you the person later watching The Bachelor's Paradise, whatever that thing is, that Temptation Island? Well, unfortunately, I couldn't go down to the Cheesecake Factory like yourself. Here's my point. Um... (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It's almost Clack. like you listen to all the jokes GB and Clack have ever said and wrote them down, and now you're just throwing them out there. I love you. Absolutely. I love you. Remember, a couple weeks ago, I, I took my children to Chuck E. Cheese and seen you there. Clack, I, I want to know if you remember this. <laughs> do, you, Clack, do you remember on, 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 on I want to say it was the episode before, of, of Martin Luther King on Raw. And do you remember what you said about Becky Lynch and the whole situation with the women's movement? I do. I still have some thoughts about that, especially after Monday. Thank you. I rest my case. I'm in totally. I'm in total agreement with you, Clack. I don't understand why Becky has to be the man. Why can't she just be who she is? Why do you have to? Which takes me then to Nia Jax. Why enter her into the Royal Rumble? Why make her push Dean Ambrose out the way? All this intergender foolishness is preposterous. <laughs> Well, that was a big word you just threw at us. <laughs> Preposterous. Yeah. Spelling. No, no need to. And even if I got it wrong, those squiggly lines will show up on Google and give me the right answer. See, you know how to spell things today when you have Google on your hands. See, the same way you don't have to know I'm much sorry, about wrestling. All you, do, all you have to do is, still is have Google. Oh, is my Wi-Fi going in and out? <laughs> Mainly because we're sharing it now. Here's the thing that I'll say about you. <laughs> 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 is that I asked you three times what you thought about WWE Raw? You have nothing to say. What did you think about it, Courtney? Since I've been responded 90 million times and told you the things that I thought about it, I thought it was great. I thought it started out well. I thought that having Brock Lesnar come out and confront Seth Rollins and give him five F5s and have Seth lean up on the ropes and say, Is that all you got, Brock? That's typical road to WrestleMania. Do we think Seth Rollins will actually end up being the guy? Nobody knows. Probably not. Then you talk about how uh, Ronnie, as she was called, was booed out of the arena, couldn't even get her little lines out that they told her. And how about how much of a professional Becky Lynch was when she didn't even try to steal the heat from the moment. She just stood there with that glorious, pompous attitude, lips puckered, head up, eyes down, looking at Ronnie like you are less than a professional. That's what I thought about WWE Monday Night Raw because on this show, we entertain the people and give the people what they want. And what they don't want are the things that you've been saying. Oh, I thought that it was terrible. Oh, I don't even know because the storyline's not going well. What storyline would you prefer, sir? Would you like to see Big Boss Man come back? Would you like to see the earthquake come back? Maybe you want to see Coco beware. Oh, why don't we get Pistol Pads Watley out of the ground and bring him back? GB, you started. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, blah, blah. Prince, you know what we're going to do? We're going to invite you to the Faction NXT. We're going to invite you to our our, our development league for podcasts. We'll put you up there, let you develop your skills, and then maybe later you can come back to where the big boys play. Courtney. 
This is no, no, no. Quicker, quicker, Prince, quicker. Power plant. Oh, yeah, I'm down with that. It it doesn't exist anymore. That's okay. My Lord and Savior is no longer where they know him at, but people still go. Courtney, you know what does exist? That is the WWE. That's glorious in all of those things. Absolutely. Do, do, do you know how many? Do you know how many restaurants we still relish over? How many revivals that we relish yes, over Courtney, that aren't here anymore? At every restaurant that there is, Ooh, we I, know it. I do. I am a total foodie, and guess what? Even talking about food, I can entertain the people. Prince 3Q, you have to have more in your arsenal than what you've been giving me. Come on, you've been dying to get up here. Come on, be a big boy. Courtney, you're big enough for the both of us. Here's the point. Um, <laughs> I've called you out on several occasions, Courtney. Oh my God, people have heard several this before. And you I'm coming for you, Courtney. That's right, and here I am. And all you've been talking about is development. And what did you think about Raw and this and that? And I've told you what I thought about Raw. I gave you my opinion. And you have yet, yet to admit that I'm the man. And you know it. So, so you're the me, man. Let me, let I'm me, the man. You know it, Courtney. Let me, let me, you're the I want to throw something in there. This has been incredible. Wow. Uh, so, Prince VQ, you, you said that you did not like the way that... Uh, this whole Rhonda and Becky situation is being presented. So I'm going to give you the pin. You're the booker. Tell us how you would book Rhonda and Becky. GB, I've actually thought about this after the rumble. Courtney, you all right? Thank you. I'm good. Keep going. Oh, gosh. This guy. So what I would have did, GB, was I would have had Becky uh, win the title, beat Oscar, and then I would have had Becky come in and interfere on the Sasha match, causing Ronda to lose. And since we have to have somebody take out Lana, let Ronda win the Rumble and have Ronda show up on SmackDown. Isn't SmackDown about to go to Fox this October? And the big person that they were trying to use and grab in the Fox for SmackDown was Ronda. So why not have Ronda show up on SmackDown? You get all your money, and then you get your match going. But I didn't want Becky to show up on Raw. Just like I don't want to see Courtney's face and hear his voice every week. But we have to do it, unfortunately. Interesting. Courtney, how would you have handled this Ronda and Becky situation? He probably would have ate them both. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh my. Now, Prince, now I will give you now that one was funny. Now that one was funny. Wow. That now that that one right there was funny. But sir, this is a PG show, so watch yourself. Oh this show is God. this show is PG. Alright? <laughs> PG means praise God. Now I don't know what kind of mess you talking about. <laughs> this is not the attitude era. Wow. <gasps> My wife listens to this show. Wow. Here we go. More uh, attitude era. So, 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 he said it's ridiculous. Wow. So, how would I have booked it? I would have booked it the same way it happened. I don't really see anything wrong with the booking of it. I think they played it well. They used the frenzy and the momentum of the people to get exactly the results. And to have the man, Becky Lynch, show up on Raw, who expected that? And it was good. The only downside was that 
Ronnie should have turned heel. Ronnie should have looked at the I crowd agree. and gave them exactly what they deserve, which is, are you booing me? Which would have got her booed out of the building, turned Becky into the stone cold of the moment. It would have been a double turn in one night. And the next thing you know, the road to WrestleMania is great. But here's what they're going to do. They're going to throw Charlotte into the, into the match. You know how much I love Charlotte. But this thing deserves mano in mano. Becky Lynch versus Ronda in the middle of the squared circle. So that way we can now get Charlotte and Oscar round two from last year in the WrestleMania. So they better not screw this up. I would have booked it the same way. The only thing they messed up with is that girl should have double turned on the uh, on the audience. But here's the reason why she didn't. She's just not veteran enough. She no. didn't know she had permission to do it. Right. And on top of I agree. that, I think, uh, I think... You know, she is still very much in need of the approval of the people. And so she very does much. not know how to handle that moment. I think back to... Which is why she left UFC. Well, exactly. besides getting her butt kicked. Exactly. But she left because she wanted the approval of the people and they wouldn't give it to her. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, what? Listen to me. As a fighter, you cannot put your confidence in the hand of the people. Because when you do, you will get mollywopped all over the place. Yeah. I have a question. Go ahead. Will this turn? Does this turn into uh, WrestleMania? I want to say twenty Goldberg and Brock when when Brock was on his way out. Do you think that they can somehow move this around and make this into something? Well, obviously it'd be bigger than that, but a Goldberg Brock type of situation with twenty. Because isn't isn't the rumors that Ronda is on her way out supposedly because she wants to start a family? Hasn't that been put out there? So with her possibly leaving, you can make her heal, as what Courtney said. Do you add a, a mouthpiece for her, a Paul Heyman perhaps? Well, I don't know that she needs a mouthpiece. Um, I think <coughs> after Monday, GP. well, here's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is Monday completely rattled her, and it's good that it rattled her. I think she needed to learn a major lesson like that on a big stage. The truth of it is, she's not had a uh, a uh, mess up, a, a flux. She's not had any of these types of flubs happen on this WWE stage. It's the first time she's come out in any way, shape, or form and crashed and burned, and she needed to do that. She needed that so that when she comes back, she'll be ultra confident. Somebody's going to mm -hmm. work with her this week on promos. I guarantee it. She doesn't want to be in that scenario. They're going to teach her how to channel what happened. and Because here's the deal. If she couldn't handle it the night after Rumble, she absolutely won't be able to handle it the night after Mania. Because that crowd well, here's the is, thing. A, is a completely different bag. It's, it's different animal. Here, here, here's the proof. She can't even handle it on Twitter. Nope. You get the opportunity to think about your responses, and and Becky is bodying you on Twitter. Yeah. Clearly, if you don't, if you can't handle it with time, then you ain't gonna handle it in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's not. Where's Clack? You know, Where'd Clack go? Clack, where are you? I know he's here. He's just sitting back in the corner watching with his popcorn. <laughs> I was I was just waiting until it was my turn. <sighs> would you would you like me to give my take? Please. Okay, GB. My my take is this, and it's it's pretty simple, and I'll make it sixty seconds and under because our two heavyweights right now are going toe to toe. <laughs> uh, I've always, at least from the inception of this, the man tag, I've had a problem with that with Becky, but I've got an even greater problem that we don't get Charlotte 
Flair and Ronda yes. Rousey. Here's my issue, and it's and it, as co- coincidental as it's going to sound, Becky just got beat by Asuka. I don't understand, other than the obvious fact of her winning the World Rumble, why she gets this push. I personally believe the WWE dropped the ball. Charlotte should have won the Royal Rumble and gone to Monday Night Raw to give us a battle of epic proportions. But instead, we go with Becky Lynch and she gives us my frustration all over again. What is the infatuation with trying to rename and redefine women as men, why does she? Why does Rhonda have to be Ronnie? Well, I, 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 I first off, <laughs> first off, don't act like that joke wasn't funny when she called her Ronnie. It's hilarious. <laughs> that thing was it's hilarious. She called her because it even my, caught Ronda Rousey off guard. <laughs> it, it's bringing me to my principal problem that mm-hmm. that I thought just didn't make sense. I, okay, let me say this. Maybe it's not a problem. I just can't understand it. You you fought so hard in one direction. I don't get why they're going in the other direction. I just I well, don't get I it. Don't, I, That's been my question the whole time. Well, my thing like is now this, today I, she tweeted about the Vitruvian man. You know the old picture with the guy with his arms in the different parts of his body. That's what she just tweeted about. That's the new picture that they posted from Becky Lynch. I don't understand it. I I, I think here's a couple of things. Right, like. First of all, I think it is a scenario where when you use the term, as we've explained before, as you use the term the man, being the man means you're the great one, period. You know, um, and, and that's really what it is. But I think what's more interesting is this, and this is the bigger thing. If she's running around calling herself the woman, we're not having this discussion. The discussion is happening because she's calling herself the man. And that is the whole point of it. The point yeah. of it is to keep people talking. The point of it is so that every word she says, we pay attention to and we dissect. It's what, If we're completely honest, it's the same reason why Howard Stern was a great shock jock for that reason. Because he would say things that would jar you and shock you and keep you talking. It's why a lot of great comedians master in vulgarity. Because those are the things that keep people talking. Clean comics don't make money. I hate to say it. And so if you're not doing something in a field of entertainment that is going to get people talking, what is the point? Becky has found a way to leverage this. And let's just say this. For those of us who've been following Becky Lynch, I remember old Becky Lynch in the NXT days trying to find her way. She has come a long way, and she played nice guy for most of 2018 until we got to SummerSlam, and that turn at SummerSlam changed everything for her. And I think it's just the reality of, hey, I'm going to step in and be who I am, and I'm going to call myself the man, and you guys are going to talk, and guess what? We're talking. Yeah, She's done everything she's supposed to do. GB, let's say that I'm in charge of a creative in WWE, and, and you are the boss. And I pitched this idea to you. Tell me what you think. GB, uh, Mr. Bond, I'd like to pitch an idea to you about Becky Lynch. I I think we got some real potential with her. And I know we've been floating around calling her the man. What if we don't do that? We stay true to the the new birth of, of, of women wrestling. And we call her the woman. And we have her slap the taste out of 
some guy's mouth. We will choose a top guy. And instead of having to piggyback off of the euphemism of the man, what if we give birth to the woman? What do you think about that, Mr. Bach? I don't think that, I don't think that flies. And here's why it doesn't fly. I, 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 I don't think it does. It, it, it doesn't. Fl- what, I, it doesn't fly for this reason because yes. you're trying to grab society's attention. And for as much empowerment as women are literally grabbing, society still has not properly acknowledged the woman. And if you want proof of it, we still don't have a woman president here in the United States. Women, when they go and run for public office, get scrutinized even heavier than men do. Women are still fighting for equality on everyday corporate jobs where they can't get equal pay. So, no, that wouldn't necessarily empower her the way she needs to be empowered. You need to call yourself the man because it is literally taking a man's position. And that's the kind of thing that will get people's attention. Let, 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 let me go here. Let, let, let me educate this for a second. Back in 1975, during a comedy movie, Gene Wilder, the great great legendary actor Gene Wilder used the term for the first time, who's your daddy? It was very funny when he asked somebody, who's your daddy? In other words, mean I own you. When Becky Lynch beat Charlotte, she wasn't saying I beat Charlotte. She's saying I beat the Flair dynasty. And Flair called himself the man. To be the man, you have to beat the man. Mm-hmm. So what she's saying is that I didn't just beat you. I beat everything that the people I believe that you, Charlotte, got here because of who your father is. So she's saying I beat you. I beat the hypocrisy. I beat the brown nosing of how you got here. I beat the structure that put you up front. I innately beat your father because your father. CB. Now we know that her fa- no. that father opened up the door. CB. But that's what she's I don't, saying. I don't. I don't think that's brilliant. Nah, I ain't gonna lie. That's brilliant. But I don't well, think they brilliant. Don't. What I said. They didn't, yeah, what you said yeah. is brilliant. But WWE wasn't thinking of that. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. Pause. WWE didn't give us this. Becky started right. giving us this on Twitter first. Right. This is no, 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 exactly why she no, said no, no. It. She didn't give us the definition that you just gave us. No, but I'm right. telling you that's why. Right. No, no, no. But what I'm saying, Courtney, is if she would have came out with that premise, totally different story, and I have it nothing works. to say. That's right. But that she didn't is come the, up with what you that just is the premise. But but that's but that the is the behind that's the scenes creativity. premise. That's no, that's not my creativity. Well, no, no gotta, that's not my creativity. I need her to slap Ric Flair well, in the face. Here's the and thing. Then, if she I'm slaps Ric Flair, well, I will slap the taste out of her mouth. Well, Flair's bleeding. This, Boy, Flair's bleeding. We, we have heard her say several times how Charlotte did get there because of her dad and that she did not have those advantages and she's come to the top of the She has said that. She just what she hasn't done is put that next to this means the man, but she's done all of that. So I mean, okay. well, GB, the dots here's makes my perfect sense. Here's my question then: Wouldn't it make sense if Charlotte was then calling herself the woman? Wouldn't that? No, wouldn't that, because wouldn't that be here's better? the deal: Charlotte is taking her father's legacy. Her father created the phrase "to be the man, you've got to beat the man." That's all him. So naturally. Just like, you know, the hearts would pass down their legacy to the heart children and those who been part of the heart dynasty. So the same happens with the Flair dynasty. So I don't think anybody's questioning that. I think it would dilute what Ric Flair did for her to run around and call herself the woman because as much as women's wrestling is still on the rise, think about this. This will be WrestleMania 35. 35 and will potentially be the first time 
that a women's match will main event WrestleMania. So you can't quite call herself the woman yet because women's wrestling has not gotten to the place of prominence. If you do something once in 35 years, uh, nah, I can't do that. Yeah. Hey, and by, by the way, shout out Becky Lynch. Today's her birthday. Happy birthday man. to the man, Becky Lynch. Well, we need to take a break. Uh, wow. This is this is this has been nuts. This is this has been nuts. So here's what I want to do. Uh, what I want to do, uh, Prince, is do this. I want to invite you back formally to spend maybe an entire show with us and just kind of see where that goes and have this official like this invasion was crazy i want to see you know if we prepare things and get you ready to battle courtney for an hour show yeah. would you be down with that <laughs> this wait, invasion wait, wait, wait. was more like an evasion uh, that's all it was <laughs> yeah nothing to say this wasn't uh, evasion. this was this little mass evasion uh, but go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead let, you're invited let's back do let's let's do what you be we're gonna take a break we'll be back uh we've got smackdown to talk about and uh god knows what else will happen what a crazy show it's already been let's go to some music uh from bianca belair it's her theme song it's called watch me shine this is the faction powered by bonner five radio Hey, what's up? This is Matt Stryker, and you are listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. I'm on my own, against the wall. The pressure's building, but no, I will never fall. Instead of crying, they hear me roar. And now I see that I'm way better than before. I never needed you at all. Think I fall down, I'ma watch you fall down. I'm living large now. You at all. 
This is Tracy Lynn, and I want you to take a journey with me through the jazzy side of Bonnerfied Radio. Every Tuesday at 2 p.m., tune in to Melodic Grooves right here on GetBonnerfied.com or via the Bonnerfied Radio app. Bonnerfied Radio, radio the way it's supposed to be. This recap of The Remix is sponsored by Domingo Mejor. Born Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939. Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books. Mm, I don't even know how to feel about that. Yeah, I, just, I, I almost think he was greater than a Joe Jackson. I don't know, ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. That's when you messed up. Oh, no, 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 no. Why you did that? Why you did that? What are you I don't know why you did that, GB. Why you did that? Oh, Lord. Dan Lee had a whole universe down in, in his head, in his, in his mind. <laughs> James. The remix on Bonafide Radio. We hear Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here on Bonafide Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. Exclusively on the remix. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Watch Me Shine by CFO. All right, GB, let's talk some smack. Well, Down. yeah, before we <laughs> get into this smackdown, which we're going to get into, we what just happened? This show is nuts My today. Goodness. Like, we, we, we had a Dude. full blackout. Prince Q just showed up. An invasion. I, I mean, what? And listen. Here's the thing that, I, that, 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 that I'll say is that it's great having the Prince on the show. Uh, Prince, what, what do you think about being here? Oh, oh you're, you're, you're gone. Oh, you're not here. Oh, poor little Ting Ting couldn't keep his wind up and hang around. Oh, <laughs> go ahead. He couldn't hang with Varsity. Wow. Go ahead back to JV. Wow. <laughs> well, we are looking for a date where we'll get him back on. He'll be a full-fledged thing and and Clap, you should train him you should take him under your wings and train him it should be like a full rocky balboa training scene <laughs> that would actually be quite entertaining i think i will break that you. would the training would be funny that would be, i'd like to see you train him <laughs> the first thing you can do is start with him saying monday night raw the boy was british for having monday night monday night i'm like what what you say mike my, my, go back and listen monday night raw 
I said the oh Izzy Pages, brother. God, that's hilarious. Well, speaking of Paige, of course, she's the former SmackDown general manager and SmackDown Live uh, represented the fourth consecutive night of the WWE in Phoenix, coming from the Talking Stick Resort Arena, and it began with the man, Becky Lynch, as she shared her reasonings for uh, not just winning the Royal Rumble, but going to WrestleMania to take on Ron... Yeah, Ron. Ronnie. <laughs> Ronnie. <laughs> Ronnie Rousey. So she was interrupted by. Did you, call, you called her Ronnie Rousey. I did call her Ronnie Rousey. Uh, she was interrupted by Charlotte Flair. They got into quite the brawl to kick off SmackDown Live. Then, uh, because he was replaced at number 30 and he worked so hard, R Truth was granted a U.S. title match. And he defeated Shinsuke Nakamura in one of the most confusing sequences I'd ever seen. I think they were confused. Anyway, then his celebration would be interrupted by Rusev, another former U.S. champion, who demanded a title shot, and Rusev was pinned cleanly by the new U.S. champion, R-Truth. So let's get this straight. R-Truth does not enter the Royal Rumble and instead gets two victories in one night on SmackDown. Mm. Wow. Ray Mysterio. He was in the victory line with Chet. Clearly. That's what happened with Clack. He was in the victory line. It's his time to shine, and so I, I'm not <laughs> mad at that. So uh, Ray Mysterio was supposed to have a match with Samoa Joe, but he was attacked mercilessly by Andrade, who no longer needs his Cien Almas. So with that said, you now have the best <laughs> championship celebration in the world led up by the new SmackDown Tag Champion Shane McMahon and The Miz. Shane promised a great surprise, and he brought out, as the fans referred to him as, Mr. Miz. That's right, The Miz's dad would come out and tell him the words he's always wanted to hear. I love you, and I'm proud of you. Such a sentimental moment on SmackDown. Hmm. Then, in a fatal four-way match to determine... Uh, the SmackDown Tag Team number one contenders, the Usos, defeated The Bar, Heavy Machinery, and The New Day to earn an opportunity at the SmackDown Tag Titles at Elimination Chamber. And then, Elder Daniel Bryan joins us with his newest uh, intellectual partner, Rowan, to then tell us that the WWE Championship uh, makes him a hypocrite. And so he threw the WWE Championship away to reveal a brand new eco-friendly WWE championship that is made out of, get this folks, hemp. I'm sure RVD would be very proud. Then from there, a number of folks would come out to interrupt this and stake their claim to the WWE championship. And the champion said, look, I'm not defending against any of you. For Triple H to come on the video screen and say, no, 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 you won't defend against one of them. You'll defend against all of them at the Elimination Chamber when you defend the WWE Championship. All right, guys, it's the first SmackDown after Royal Rumble. Thoughts on SmackDown Live. Clack. You know, I, it feels like a broken record. We just say the same things, unfortunately. But, I mean, SmackDown was just superb again. It was. And uh, I, I feel like for the first time in a really long time, I was on the edge of my seat from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought that I was going to be annoyed with Shane and The Miz, but I actually like the twist that it's taking. And even with his dad, you know, even though that was a little uh, awkward for me because, you know, the, some of my thoughts about sonship and fathers and all that stuff, but uh, even that was good. 
Mm-hmm. The only the only issue that I had is I didn't really like that wooden belt that Daniel Bryan had. <laughs> I, I, just, I don't know if it was because Courtney tainted it in my eyes before. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but that wooden belt looked like I could get it at Target. Well, I, it's I not a wooden belt. It's actually made what out is of GB? hemp. It's made out of hemp. Okay. Yeah. So it's not Courtney, exactly wooden. Courtney, what is hemp? Oh, you don't hemp know what is hemp marijuana. is? Oh, so that's why that's you didn't get smokable. That's why you didn't get my RVD reference. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh uh-uh. uh. What is it? Um. Uh. Hemp is uh known in some circles as the doobie, known as what? other circles as weed. Some call <laughs> it marijuana. Uh, but it is a hemp plant. Wait a minute, GB. Hold on a second. <laughs> Daniel <laughs> Bryant has a belt made out of weed. It is from the earth. It is eco-friendly. There were no, as a matter GB. of fact, he, he talked about the cow that he named Daisy that was sacrificed and whose blood was shed so that we could have a WWE championship belt. He did talk about that. And he felt GB. bad for Daisy. He said Daisy had a life. He ha- Daisy had her best days ahead of her, and Daisy was sacrificed, slain, dare I say, before the foundation of the world, so we could have a WWE championship belt. And he didn't feel it was right. So Elder Daniel Bryan went to the earth and created an eco-friendly WWE championship. He could smoke that belt. Well... I, I, and it gives new meaning to you don't want that smoke. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, boys, this this new WWE, <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, you wanted the Attitude Era, and now you got it back. No, the wrestlers weren't smoking their belts. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there was a smoking skull belt. Ah. Uh-huh. Touche. Touche. <laughs> Shay too. <laughs> Are we hot right now? <laughs> All this giggling and stuff. Oh my gosh! If, if I got it right, I think you're the only one that was smoking. Oh, <laughs> GB. No, I well, went to Bob Marley. You, Courtney. Who me? <laughs> yes. When did I smoke? Didn't you say earlier in the show that you had been you had got pulled over for a bag of weed or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! I take it back. I take it back. Oh boy! Oh my gosh! Uh, what you said, bag of weed? That that too was very RVD ish. In fact, oh. that's what costed RVD the WWE Championship. If um, we're completely honest. So, man, here's the here, man the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy that Uh-oh. I can sell a drug test if I smoke weed, but I can tout a belt that's made out of weed. That's so hypocritical. Uh, that, that's problematic, WWE. Get it together. Uh, I will say this. Quinetta and I have disagreed this morning. We disagreed early because she showed me a picture of that belt, and she loves it. Mm-hmm. And I did not like it. And she later she later texted me and she wrote in my DMs and she slides through my DMs still. Come on now. And she said, uh, she said, you just don't like it because it's not flashy. Mm. And so I'm gonna write her back and say, you only like it because you can smoke it. And oh, so wow. we're gonna see how this goes. Wow. And so that's so that's probably why she likes the thing. 
because it's made of him. That's and uh, you know she's from Louisiana. Well, I'll say this. Wait, we, wait, wait. Ain't, 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 ain't Lil Boosie from Louisiana and Lil Wayne? Uh, I, I would imagine so. You know they'd smoke that belt. Well, I'll say this much. We did put it out to our faction followers earlier today to see what they thought about it. And everybody, everybody loves the new belt. Uh, it's at, made of, of, of at, potato sack. At Katie Green 90 says it's different, unique, and original. Uh, at Esquire says I'm a fan, surprisingly. At Duran underscore S13 says it's still better than the Universal Championship, which I absolutely love. So, well, that doesn't stop me. I said last week on the show we have the dumbest fans ever, so that doesn't stop me. Oh, my me. God. You cannot keep calling our fans dumb. You, you, you can't really can't, you, you like, sir, that. they like the potato sack belt. What do you want me to say? It's not a potato sack belt. It is a first of all, there's never been a belt created like this. All right, you Out just marijuana. You just don't like change, sir. You don't like change. That's the problem. You really don't. Shut up. So, it's the truth. You don't like change, and so you would rather you would rather us deal with the old NWA belt that we've seen for years and years that has very little value. Speaking of the NWA belt not having a whole lot of value, we didn't talk about this yet. Jeff Jarrett. You know, the last time we saw Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett was at, uh, of course, the NWA event for the uh, NWA 70. He was also at the Impact Wrestling anniversary that we went to. Well, all of a sudden, Jeff Jarrett is now part of the WWE he has shown up twice on television. It wasn't a one-off. He'll be on television a little bit more. He's going to be working backstage, as will now Sanjay Dutt and Abyss, who are coming in as producers and the like. What's happening right now? I thought people were trying to leave the WWE. Instead, you got these folks coming to WWE. What do you make of that? And I'm not asking Clack because Clack doesn't even know who two of those three people are. Courtney, <laughs> what do you think about this? The check clear. The check the clear. Check clear. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Listen to me. Everybody has beef until you start writing checks. Yeah. yeah. Checks have made more beefs go away than anything else. Well, that's true. Checks have made more beef go away than me at a Whataburger. Wow. Now, Prince 3Q, that's how you set up a joke and tell it. Now, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I'm serious, man. You know, Vince McMahon doesn't have many people that he'll say he'll never work with. That's the one thing I do love about Vince. That's true. Vince is the epitome or the epitome yes. of forgiveness. Please say epitome. He epitome. really is. Oh, my God. Epitome. Yeah. You know. Epitome. V- epitome. Jesus, the epitome. Oh, yeah, man. Vince start cutting them checks and people start getting amnesia to what he said. Oh, my God. I don't blame him. You know how much stuff I've said on this show about Vince, but let Vince offer me a check. I'll be right up there carrying the weed belt. <laughs> it is not a weed belt. It is an eco-friendly belt. Quick question, yes or no. Is it made from hip? It's not made from hip. It's made no, from no. hemp. It's made from hip from what? It involves hemp. It was from the earth. It involves hemp. And hemp is where they also get weed from? Yes hemp no? is medicinal, okay? It cures medicinal. all sorts okay, of question. diseases. Right, right. So so another question. Is it a belt? Is it a belt? No, it's a title. It's a championship. It's a title? They don't refer okay. to them as so, belts anymore. So 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 it's a weed title. It My nephew can get this. A weed if they're giving title. out titles for weed. 
my nephew would, would win. <laughs> I know a few people who would win that particular championship. It is the eco-friendly WWE Championship. Now, the only time there should be concern is if they put this up on WWEshop.com. Because then, now you have a whole different scenario. I know some brothers right now who would buy that belt. Oh, I know plenty who would buy the belt. There's no question about that. Clackman, uh, I've asked you about SmackDown, but I do want to ask your thoughts. What do you think about this new talent as producers coming in? I'm, I'm intrigued to see what you might say. Uh, I have to be honest. You don't know who they are. I don't know, DB. Uh, you, you, first of all, you blew my cover <laughs> immediately <laughs> by telling the world uh, that I hadn't been keeping up with them. Uh, uh, I don't, I don't have much say on it because you're right. I don't know who they are. Well, uh, maybe that's what the problem is mm. on there. Is that you don't know who they are? Yeah, and the people like me. That's the people like you who only hmm. watch one channel of wrestling. Got it. Right. Okay. So, so they needed to do something to win my business. I'll say Sanjay Dutt uh, has done a great job, of course, in Impact. He helped take Impact International to India, uh, very involved with the X Division and the like. Abyss, um, I don't really have a lot to say about Abyss, and that probably is because of his treatment of us during uh, the Impact pay-per-view, which I just won't discuss as of right now. So, but I am glad that they're all getting checks, and I'm certain that they uh, appreciate the checks clash, cashing. In the meanwhile, we talked earlier about Dean Ambrose leaving WWE. Last night after 205 Live, Hideo Itami asked for and was granted his release <clears throat> from WWE. So uh, I think this is interesting. As much as we had heard WWE trying to keep people in their contracts and even offer them double, They've not been able to keep guys like Dean Ambrose and Hideo Itami. What do you think this means, of course, with Double or Nothing coming in May and, of course, the Supercard of Honor in April? What, what do we make? Oh, and let me throw this one other thing out there. Just announced earlier today, Impact Wrestling is about to partner with Major League Wrestling um, to do some collaborating for events during WrestleMania weekend. Uh, they'll be coordinating talent and schedule and the like, which I think is a big, big move um, for both organizations. So, interesting. Your thoughts on all this? Well, let, 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 let me go back. Uh, 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 com, which is something that, that we refer to a lot, but we just don't say their name. They uh, have actually reported that eight wrestlers have asked for their release. They uh, not only talked about Hideo Tommy, but they also said silently Golduts has been trying to partner for his release. We all know the revivals there. We also know about Maria, uh, was it Canelo? Dolph Ziggler has asked for his release and there's one more on top of that. Dean Ambrose has uh, said right now the WWE is hemorrhaging and they're trying to stop the hemorrhage. So you cannot say that Jeff Jarrett being signed is a stop to the hemorrhage. It just means that the check cleared and AEW didn't want him. Interesting. Uh, Clack your thoughts. Yeah, I'm I'm totally uninterested in Jeff Jarrett. He he looked tired just walking to the ring. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I know he's aged, and you know, I don't expect his physique to be the same. But something about him looked like he was forced to be there. Well, and, it's uh, it's when, yeah. when your global force uh, has no more force and isn't global, then yeah. you you got to do something. 
Yeah, it, it was just rough for me watching him. It, out of all of the superstars that I love that come back to visit us one time of year, that was the most painful. I yeah. would agree. I would wholeheartedly agree. Wholeheartedly. And plus, yeah, okay. since we know he's been actively involved in companies that have opposed the WWE, yeah, it gets really weird. interesting. You know, it's just, ah. Uh, and yeah, he aged like an avocado left out too long. Wow. Yeah. But then you couple that with, and nobody's talking about this, how awkward must it be for Jeff Jarrett oh, and yeah. Kurt Angle to still be under the same roof? Very awkward. Man. Very awkward. So both were in the Royal Rumble. Both were at Raw. Just really awkward. Well, I'll tell you what hasn't been awkward. Today's show, it's been absolutely mm. crazy. And so I hope you guys have enjoyed our show. We, you know, it's been highly unpredictable. Be sure to tell some friends about it. Uh, I'm sure you've got things you'd like to tell us about. Here's how you can do that via social media. Courtney. At C Major Beard on Instagram or Twitter. Courtney Beard on Facebook. Let's talk. Clack. Brandon J. Clack on all the social media platforms. Holler at me. And, of course, you can reach me at Bonnerfied. And make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at the faction show and we got a little surprise coming for you guys so make sure you stay connected to us and we want to hear your thoughts this first round this invasion that involved prince 3q and courtney who do you think won that first round it was completely unexpected want to hear your thoughts let us know and uh, we'll put up a post to get your thoughts on that as well until then of course it's courtney it's clack it's gb and we are the faction